Physics of the Human Body. These are podcasts from the University of Utah's Department of Physics and Astronomy. Hello, this is Richard Ingebretson from the University of Utah Department of Physics and Astronomy. We're uh, in the Physics of the Human Body series. Uh, we talk about how physics applies to our bodies. Thank you, of course, for listening. Today, we're going to talk about, well, standing up and walking. Uh, running and what we do on uh, our two legs is we look around us and we see uh, creatures running and trotting along and standing on four legs and dogs and uh, horses and tigers and anything else you can think of just go along with amazing speed on four but humans have evolved to stand on two legs and the question is why why are humans on two legs and uh, everything else is on four and uh so that becomes a really important issue and one that deserves a lot more discussion because we really kind of take that one for granted, don't we? Um, if you think about uh, uh, where humans came from, we came from an ancestry called Australopithecus. And that uh, ancient creature was on four legs primarily. It was certainly hunched over mostly on four, branched off into three different uh, lines. Two of those went into extinction. They never stood up. The third uh, branch of those uh, went up to Homo habilis and then Homo erectus and then to Homo sapien, while the other uh, uh, two branches from Australopithecus uh, went into extinction. Uh, and so uh, because of that, Australopithecus evolving, you think about it, it was a large hunchover species similar to modern-day ape primarily, but uh, it evolved uh, to what we are today and uh, to standing up and on uh, becoming uh, from a quadruped to uh, a, a biped. So the question is, is why did we stand upright? Like, uh, what was the selective advantage over the other two branches that came off of Australopithecus? Why did humans stand upright? The most obvious reason for that is breathing. Um, if you look at uh, four-legged creatures or quadrupeds, they breathe only uh, when they stride, when they're running. Now, when they're uh, resting, they breathe uh, normally, but when they begin to run, uh, they have to breathe when they stride. So uh, that is a definite disadvantage for a quadruped because they can only take one breath per stride, whereas a human uh, can actually uh, breathe whenever. Uh, a, a cheetah will run and uh, in, incredibly fast and, and will hunt down a prey, but they can only do it for a short time because they can only breathe uh, when they're striding. The muscles need oxygen in order to produce energy. If you ever tried to run while holding your breath, you will see that you do not get very far. The better you are at exchange of gases, the longer you can maintain a top speed. Standing upright allows for the better gas exchanges. So um, the limiting the so this really is an energy issue. Uh, the body needs and just an insane amount of uh, glucose. And when the the a, a human or any creature is uh, running and exerting, they need a lot more oxygen. And so um, by standing upright, that allows for much better gas exchange, which then through the glycolytic pathway allows for an insane amount of energy to get into the, into the body where it wouldn't. So uh, the thought then became that humans evolved to stand on uh, two legs primarily. There are other reasons, but the main reason is in order to breathe better. Uh, and so well, that was an accepted thought, but why? Uh, um, it, why was it important to breathe better? Because when we're walking and sitting, 
there is no selective advantage to that over a quadruped. It's only when running does it have an advantage. So the question then became, could it be that we evolved to stand upright in order uh, to run? And people uh, have always assumed that humans are not runners. Uh, we're slow, and it doesn't appear that we're very good at it. In fact, some physicians, doctors, say that running is not natural for humans. They believe it's harmful to the bodies, that knees get injured, backs get injured, and there's there's just no reason. Not only are we not good at it, uh, some people say that it's bad. So if that's true, then breathing to run uh, over a quadruped uh, is then does not become an uh, an argument, because if we aren't good runners, then that would not be one. But then, but here's the deal. Uh, in regard to running and locomotion, you classify mammals into two separate groups, runners and walkers. There are some uh, animals in, that run. For example, tigers, horses, and dogs, just insanely fast runners. When they get galloping and going, they are very, very fast. Walkers would be things like pigs, cows, and chimps. So chimpanzees are walkers. They don't run well. Certainly cows don't, pigs. But the uh, runners run a part of their lifestyle, while walkers will run only in emergency, only if they absolutely have to. So, but going back to a chimpanzee, which is a walker, it's a good example of a walker. They have long toes, flat feet that assist them in climbing and getting along the ground. Their anatomy categorizes them as walkers. Uh, well, what's curious about that is they're our closest living relative. They share a 95% of their DNA with us. So our anatomy should be very similar. If we're 95% DNA with a chimp and they're walkers, again, here we see that we are designed to be walkers. So breathing better does not really point in any direction to, to go to running. Yet we are we breathe better because we are bipedal. And so you have to start looking at differences then between the chimp and the human. One of the big differences between a chimp and a human is that the Australopithecus had what we say is no Achilles tendon. That's that big tendon at the back of your heel, which is really good for running. Homo erectus did, however. In other words, Australopithecus moved forward in the evolutionary change uh, uh, to develop uh, a, uh, an Achilles tendon. And um, the Achilles tendon is a big deal for running. You have to have it if you are to be a runner. Uh, chimp is a walker, and they don't have an Achilles tendon. Uh, Homo sapiens, we are runner, uh, could be a runner, but we have an Achilles tendon, a big difference between the two. The other thing that um, chimps have are flat feet with short toes. Humans have arched feet uh, with short toes. So this helps with running. Those arches uh, are like springs. They store energy. Humans or uh, chimps don't have those. Humans do. So a big difference between chimps and humans. Chimps are walkers. Humans to potentially be runners, we have arch feet. The other thing we have is our large uh, buttocks muscles. Chimps have very small gluteus maximus muscles, while humans have very large and muscular muscles in our buttocks. This holds the back upright and provides balance. Walkers don't need that so much as runners do. So while we're 95% the same as chimps, we have an Achilles tendon, we have large buttocks muscles, and um, we have uh, uh, arches in our feet, which go with running and not with walking. The big buttocks muscles allow us to lean forward, and uh, which is essential in running. Another difference is a nuchal ligament. That is this big ligament down the back of our neck. Chimps don't have a nuchal ligament, but humans do. Uh, pigs uh, do not have a nuchal ligament either. 
And so if you watch a, a pig walk, and they don't run, but if they move fast, their heads bop all around, losing a significant amount of energy. So a nuchal ligament uh, and the arches in our feet uh, and buttocks muscles are all designed for uh, basically energy. And uh, chimps don't have them. Humans do. And uh, horses, dogs, and tigers, the runners, have nuchal ligaments. So here are some interesting differences. We are uh, a lot like chimps, but we have these things. Now we see that we have a nuchal ligament, which uh, is similar to a horse, dog, and a tiger, which are runners. So we have these very, very specific things on our bodies, which uh, allow us to run where chimps don't. So then comes the question, uh, are we runners? We have these things which allow us to be runners, but even though that we have those things, arches and leucal ligaments and large buttocks muscles and uh, and Achilles tendons, which allow for running, it doesn't make a lot of sense for humans to be runners, especially from an energy standpoint. Animals run to survive, and because humans are slow, running shouldn't help us at all. Um, we don't need to run to survive. Uh, our running ability wouldn't help us outrun a predator. Everything's faster runner than a human, even though if we said we're runners, uh, the tiger, the dog, uh, and uh, horses cannot run us. So for, from a survival standpoint, we cannot run them to hunt them, and we can't outrun them to save ourselves from them. So it uh, doesn't make sense. We're just too slow. <clears throat> but we we kind of overlook the fact that there are two different kinds of runners. You have runners that rely on speed, and you have runners that rely on endurance. Now, we don't think about that so much because we always think of runners as, as something in speed. But in reality, we have to think about runners uh, as part of endurance also. So if you look at the different kind of runners in humans, uh, there are runners that run very, very, very long. And there are runners that run very, very fast. The runners that run fast are incredibly fast, not as fast as tigers and horses, dogs. But there are some uh, humans that run for endurance. And uh, so maybe uh, we are endurance runners. And if you look at it, we have the perfect anatomy for endurance running. Not like a horse, not like a, a dog, or like a tiger, which are fast runners. Humans are very much designed to be long distance runners. We conserve our energy. Uh, um, we have springy tendons that are perfect for storing and releasing energy, like springs. And every time we take a step, Energy is stored uh, in the Achilles tendon, in the arches of our feet, the tendons of our feet, and the tendons of our legs. And when we bend our knees, all of those spring and allow us to store energy and go forward, but especially the Achilles tendon and the arches in our feet. Horses uh, really don't have that. Quadrupeds lose a lot of energy to collisions. You look at dogs and horses, they just clod along, clop along, and all that energy is lost. So bipeds lose much less energy. It's a big energy deal to have arches and Achilles tendons because that allows us to store that energy that is otherwise lost and propel us forwards. Because the tendons, we are able to store that energy and release it through all the elasticity. In fact, if we didn't have that, passive energy that is given to us by the Achilles tendon and the arches would have to be picked up by muscles and it just wouldn't be possible to um, uh, go long distances because of that energy that is stored. It's much like the spokes in a bicycle when it goes over a rock or it bounces, it's able to collapse and then push a bike forward. It's the same idea. If you compare the gait of a human and the gait of a horse, horses have a shorter stride than humans. 
the long the longer the stride the less energy that is used over a distance and we have a longer stride because we have those achilles tendon arches in our feet so this becomes an energy issue. A horse is an incredibly fast runner, but a horse loses a lot of energy with every stride, where a human is able to save it, but I think because we have a longer stride than a horse. So um, the idea then is that we are very good at running and we are good at running long distances, but not fast. So the, the, the idea then that we are long distance endurance runners just became the, the quest. And then it was discovered that throughout time, uh, peoples would hunt animals endurance, not in speed. They would pick out a, a you know, a, an, an animal, and they would track it and just keep running after it. And the animal would run as fast as they could away, but the human would just chase this animal down. And with this endurance hunters, these endurance runners after these, the animals would collapse and lose all their energy and die where the humans were able to run long distances. So a huge advantage to humans on bipedal uh, structure was that we could outlast animals. That means humans are long distance runners. We're endurance athletes. In fact, humans could be argued to be the best endurance athletes on the planet, the best endurance runners. We can outlast any animal. We can We can hardly outrun anything, but we can outlast everything. We're very good at running. We're very good at running long distances. Our bodies, the bipedal, is designed for energy. It's designed for releasing and storing energy over long periods, not fast periods. Humans can run and walk long distances. And we're very, very good at it. And um, we are bipedal in large part to, to uh, conserve and uh, use our energy wisely. The arches in our feet, the Achilles tendons, the tendons in our feet, the the large buttocks muscles, the nuchal ligament, and everything. Our breathing is designed for energy conservation over a long period. So we're very good at running, and we're very good for it for a long time. Uh, once we reach the age of nineteen, we get faster and run farther every year until we peak at about the age of twenty-seven. And then you think, well, does it taper back off? you know, from uh, those eight years till we're 19 again. No, uh, humans, uh, have a 64-year-old human has the same ability as a 19-year-old. So not only are we very good at running long distances for uh, uh, in general, we're good at it for a very, very, very long time so that we can outlast animals and hunt them for a very, very, and for other reasons, but for a very long time. And that's why you see 64-year-olds running in a race with 19-year-olds. They may not be as fast, but they can run just as far. And that is a great advantage that bipedals have over the quadrupedes from, from this energy standpoint. However, a lot of people will say, well, I hate running. It can't be natural. It doesn't feel natural, right? And uh, so there's a real argument to that. But you have to understand that our brains are great bargain hunt, uh, hunter, uh, shoppers of our energy. They don't like to to uh, use energy if they don't need to. And uh, the stored, our bodies are designed to store energy. If we eat sugar and we don't use it, it's stored as fat. And that is uh, the, the way our bodies are able to store energy. For many years, we didn't have a reliable access to a steady supply of food. We relied on our eggs for legs for survival. We would hunt down animals. And, uh, but now that we are, we are able to get food at supermarkets and it's delivered to us, we don't have to hunt. 
And as a result of that, particularly, uh, we don't rely on our legs for survival anymore. People uh, that run a lot and get out and exercise and uh, go long distances uh, make a habit of it. But once you lose that habit, the ancient survival instinct pushes you to relax. Your brain tries to get your body to stop. In other words, why start a car if you don't have to? Uh, and so as a consequence to that, our society ex a lot ex looks at extreme exercise. It's insane. Our lifestyles become a sedimentary one. We've taken our high-performance bodies and placed them in an environment uh, of leisure. And so we sit around as our, as our brain tries to store our energy in our body so we don't have to go hunting when, uh, you know, for our food. Uh, when we put uh, humans up into space in an unnatural environment like the, these astronauts, they thought that would be a better thing for them because they could just sit and relax. They didn't have to exercise. But um, here's the deal, though. We were designed to survive under the pressures of gravity. So we went into space. In the early days, the astronauts returned. They had aged in years. <clears throat> their bones had grown weaker. Their muscles had atrophied and become smaller uh, because of a lack of exercise. And so now the astronauts go into space for long periods, exercise to get a way to work on treadmills and weights so that they can keep their bodies up. The, the walking and the running in space is even more important because they don't have the effects of gravity. So if you ever spend a week on the couch, you know uh, what the feeling is. You don't feel very well. So we've taken away the job that our bodies are meant to do because of the conservation of energy. Think about the top killers in the Western world, like diabetes. These were not known in ancient ancestors because they just didn't develop them because they were using these to go on these long distance perseverance hunting. We could naturally eliminate most epidemics if we embraced the natural design of our bodies and began running again, running long distance again and endurance again or walking. Walking far and walking long distances is the key. It is a simple, uh, just move your legs because if you don't, believe that we are born to run, you're not only design, uh, denying history, you're denying who we are. And that's from Dr. Dennis Bramble at the University of Utah's Department of Biology. David Carrier, uh, a professor in the Department of Biology, forwarded these ideas and published their results and continue to do research on the idea that humans are born to run and that we're born to be endurance and long distance runners. It's a matter of energy and how we store and use our energy wisely. But Running and exercising and going long distance is an absolute key uh, to this to um, uh, longevity, to health. And remember, humans are long endurance athletes. We're long endurance exercisers, the best on the planet. And so, if you can't run, walk and walk, walk long distances and keep that exercise up because it is part of who we are. We are, as Dr. Bramble said from the uh, University of Utah's Department of Biology. Uh, we are born to run. So this ends uh, this uh, discussion and on uh, why we uh, stand upright and uh, how we are to run. And as always, uh, we say thank you uh, for listening. Mm -hmm.